Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Single Parents Helping Single Parents. Today I'm joined by Dana Lee, inspiring comic. She is a single parent and she's also a ex-military veteran, a patriot, and a Ron Paul supporter. And today I'm here interviewing her about her possible possibilities in the comic world. Um would like to introduce you and here is Dana. Are you there, Dana? Yes. Great. Welcome to this program. Glad to have you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um anyways, uh, tell us about a little bit about yourself. I was raised in New York City. I am a veteran. I'm a single mom and uh, a comic. Okay. Um, the thing with the the comic part, tell us a little bit about that. What inspired you to get into comedy? Um, I definitely feel if you can't laugh at yourself in life, you're pretty much doomed. And uh, growing up, I was very sarcastic, and everybody would yell at me, what are you, a comic? What do you, think you're a comedian? So finally when I grew up, I'm like, hey, yeah, I think I am. And I uh, decided <laughs> to keep promise to myself and decided to do comedy. Awesome. Uh, I love the fact that, you know, you took something as a negative and turned it around and made it into a positive. And, um, you know, t- tell us a little bit about your, you know, experience that you had there as a as a comic, and you know, what uh, what what do you do to prepare for, you know, a show? What inspires your your comedy? Um, most of the time, well, my therapist first off says that the comedy is good for me. <laughs> no, but um, seriously, I do a lot of writing. Um, I'm always thinking funny things in my head, and I try to refrain from saying them so I can write them down and say them on stage instead of hurting people's feelings because not everybody has a sense of humor. But if you're going to a show, you're there to laugh. So I throw out my material there. Nice. Now, um... When you write your material, I mean, do you write that, like, on a computer, on a smartphone? Do you write that, um, I don't know, do you have a notepad or, you know, like yes, Slim Shady, you know, he keeps a little notepad. Absolutely. Right. I have, like, about 15 to 20 notepads throughout my house. Oh, wow. That's pretty amazing. Yes. Yeah. I have a hard time keeping track of just one. I can't imagine 15 of them. Jeez. It, uh, well, that goes to show you how organized I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Jeez. But it's almost it's almost come medical itself, you know? And, I write um, everything down. It helps me. It helps me figure things out. It helps me plan. It feels good when I check off, like, off my to-do list. Okay, I did this. And it keeps my momentum to constantly press forward. I bet that helps keep track of your, your child as well. 
Everything. I have, <laughs> I'm always writing. I'm always writing. We have a big board in my house of the rules and etiquette of the house <laughs> and his Uh-oh. responsibilities. He has a good boy chart. So paper and pen are definitely my best friends. Well, it's a very powerful tool, as you, if you if you know, you know about the history. You know, the pen is more mightier than the sword. And well, uh, we learned that. I believe that. It. I definitely yeah. believe that. Now, as far as your, you know, your military career, can you tell us a little bit about that? And, Absolutely, know. I'd love to. Um, I joined in '94. I'm considered like Desert Storm ever of serving. The people I've served with to this day are like my family. I joined the military. I've always loved my country. I consider myself, I've always been a patriot, not because I was raised that way, just because it's something that always rang true to my spirit. And, you know, growing up, a lot of my friends were like, oh, we're going to join the military. We're going to join the military. And they didn't. But I did because that's what I said I wanted to do. I was sincere and passionate about what I wanted to do. And I also knew growing up that I didn't have mommy and daddy to pay for my college tuition. So I served so I can go to college. Wow, that's pretty uh, pretty inspiring in itself, the fact that, you know, you you did that for college education. You know, I've known some kids that should have joined the military and they didn't, you know, and, uh, and then I also, like myself, I actually tried joining the military, but I wasn't able to. So I'm kind of jealous of the fact that you actually made it and, uh, you know, you got to have that experience in your life. That's pretty awesome. Thank you. I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it for my child. Now it's a different thing. It's a different game now. It's a totally different than when I joined. Can can you ex- explain that a little bit to our audience? What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, I joined because I was thinking I was going to render my constitutional rights to keep my family and loved ones and what I grew up loving. Um what it was. I guess I like some people consider me, oh, you're conservative. Well, I think you should hold your cards close to your vest. I think you should protect and keep sacred certain things that you hold dear in your life. And, you know, having the freedoms that we do have and the life that we have, I wanted to join, but it's no longer about um, defending a constitution. Now I feel like if you're joining the military, it's to fight a rich man's war, corporate's war. And, and, and it's like one party paying both sides of the war, and it's now for profit instead of human, human, uh, human rights reasons. It's different. Gotcha. I can understand what you're saying. Especially being a, a patriot, truth teller myself, nine um, eleven for me changed everything as far as my political views. Um, you know, I went from being very because most young people are very liberal democratic to more of a very conservative right wing Republican. But I'm not even a Republican. I'm more of an in-between libertarian. So, um, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Okay, excellent. Um, I only asked because the video feed went off, but that's okay. Um, 
So the next thing that I wanted to talk about is your how you were raised in your childhood and um, that experience that actually helped to build into your your career in comedy and your up you know that kind of uh, plays into the way you think I guess. Yeah. Well, I think not only with just my my material for comedy, I think the way I was raised brings into play how I parent my child. And um, it, it wasn't easy. I grew up in the foster care system. I was boarding schools, which was all the more reason why I joined the military, too. And um, there were things that adults were doing that I'm like, I knew better that that wasn't what to do. And there were promises I made as a child, and if I became a parent, I would never place my kid in a situation or circumstance that I've been placed intentionally. Mm. So that plays a very big part. Wow. Now, you were telling me earlier about some of the abuses that was happening and how you actually helped to expose some of that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, there was a boarding school that I was in when I was younger, and there were caregivers and counselors and your know, psychologists, and I was trying to tell the adults, um, you know, something's wrong here, you know, it's not, I'm not being bad or running away, because I used to run away from the home a lot. And I went to court to get emancipated. And they're like, well, you ran away in January. You ran away in February. You ran away in March. What do you got to say for yourself? I'm like, these are my favorite months. I don't know what to tell you. There's problems here at this school, and the adults are doing the wrong things mentally to the the kids. Nobody believed me. Nobody really listened. And then about five years later, they'd closed the school down for exactly those reasons. I was already emancipated and done with the school. I was never looking back. But it came to my attention when a friend had said something to me about the school closing. Wow. That's uh, that's pretty amazing. Oh, that's why it's important uh, to listen to kids. It's so important to listen to these kids. They do have a voice. They do have opinions. They do have feelings. And, you know, you can't expect children these days to respect adults when adults are speaking to children like they don't respect them, you know. So, I mean, if a child is having problems and they're blatantly telling you, this is what it is, this is what it is, this is what it is, adults really need to take the time to listen to them. Yeah, I definitely agree, especially nowadays with we're finding out so much abuse with the CPS programs. Um oh, forget you know, it. There's, there's not enough advocates out there for the the children. And, um, you know, that's something that our organization, Single Parents, Single Parents, helps to advocate for parents and children being abused by the CPS programs. So just... For you know your story, I mean that just verifies a lot of the things that have been said and that are being said on a daily basis about the abuse that's happening in the programs. So I definitely appreciate the fact that you have the bravery to stand up and talk about that. That's pretty my pleasure. Pretty good. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Now. Let's talk about your experience as a single parent. Um, 
because that's what this is all about. This program's about being a single parent, the struggles of a single parent, and single parents helping other single parents. And I believe that's, you know, the reason that I had you on the program is as an inspiration for other single parents that are out there Aww. and struggling. What uh, what would you say to those people that are listening that are single parents here today? Um, what advice would you you give? And uh, I would if you say have. if they're a single parent and they're wondering if they're doing anything right, they are. Because you're questioning yourself. Am I doing this right? I don't want to do this wrong. And, and you know, some people walk around life taking no responsibility for what they do or how they do it or who they do it to. But you have this little human's life in your hands. I would just say keep on doing it. You're doing it right. There's resources. There's networks. There's, um, you know, support groups. If you don't know the answers, look for them. Do not stop. You keep going. Just keep going. That's, that's definitely some some very good advice. Um, can you give us some examples of some struggles that you've faced as a single parent and how you got through those? Absolutely. Um, well, of course, because I had, you know, the upbringing that I did and the parenting wasn't as um, positive as Children should have parenting. I think reading a lot has helped me with some of the struggles. Um, there's this one book. I don't know. Can I plug a book? Can I say a book that I'm reading? Absolutely. Uh, it's really, really guided me in how I parent my son, and it's called Smart Love, and it's a compassionate alternative to discipline that will make you a better parent and your child a better person. And it's uh, written by uh, Dr. Piper. It's a husband and wife team. And it's basically like, you know, correcting your child. It's it's so important for me to make sure that my child knows he's an individual so he doesn't turn out to be a brainwashed sheep. I don't want him singing all the popular songs. I don't want him, you know, the popular gear, the, the this and that. What's important is his character. So I think that's really important and can, like, stop some of the struggles that I had gone through. Um, I go through struggles with the system, of course, being a single parent. I just had to relocate to New York, um, forced by the family court system, um, so my son's father can establish a relationship with his son. And um, getting help through the state, it's, like, disgusting. They call it human services. There's nothing human about it. They intercept my child support. They leave me with, like, a hundred dollars, like what? Get what from my kid? Gas? A happy meal? Like the the cost of everything's going up, and everything else is just staying the same, which is an unbalance of scales. Then you have, you know, the stigma of being a single parent. You lose friends that aren't parents, so now you, you know, kind of get a little isolated. And then everybody else is busy with their own lives, so. I think it's important as a parent to just really understand that it's your journey with your child, nobody else's. You don't need permission, approval, acceptance. As long as you know you're doing something right within your home, that's your journey to take. Uh, yeah. that's, that's, that's pretty deep. I really appreciate that, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, you know, my experiences with the courts as well not necessarily been the greatest, but, I, you know, it, it could have been worse. 
but uh, sometimes the courts are definitely necessary um, in certain cases, you know, um, but not always just or not always fair, that's for sure. Definitely, but, and it just, you know, it stinks because, you know, everybody should be acting accordingly to what's best interest of the child. And you have to take in the circumstances of that. Unfortunately, the court system these days, it's like if a biological parent wants to be a part of the child's life, that's their right. And and granted, I, I agree. But when that child was produced out of rape, incest, you know, the child's gone, I don't feel like the rapist should have right to get visitation to the child because not only are you now making the child suffer from someone who obviously has a mental disorder, but you're now inflicting problems upon the other parent, you know, and it stinks because people don't understand the quality of the parent's life will also reflect on the quality of the child's environment in life. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I can understand those, those, uh, definitely points of views um and i think a majority of people definitely can um appreciate you know your thought on that and uh, you know there's always that other side of the story as well um sorry oh that's you okay i wasn't sure if that was me or not (laughs) So I had just checking my phone to make sure it wasn't. No, but that is. We have... Oh, all right, hold on. Sorry about that. No, it's, oh, it's fine. We got we have about twelve minutes or so remaining um, in the program, and I I wanted to uh, talk about your future ambitions of what you'd like to do as far as uh, with the comic career and, and thoughts, you know, um, what, what are your thoughts about where you want to go and where you see yourself, you know, in the future? Um, I grew up on things like Abbott and Costello, listened to them on, like, my cassette tapes. I love to write comedy. Um, I grew up on Seinfeld, you know, so, I mean, right now I'm I'm kind of, like, getting new back onto the circuit in New York. And it's, um, I love a majority of the people I come into contact with. They're beautiful. They're funny. It's a great scene. I mean, before I was a mom, I would go out and, you know, go to a club. And now it's like a smaller atmosphere. You can have a conversation. I've matured a lot, and I um, appreciate the scene. So I would hope to write. I hope to get on stage. I hope to do shows and uh, just make people laugh and just smile. Oh, absolutely. That's the whole idea behind comedy. And have you, can you tell us about some of the people that you've, you know, you've uh, inspired you in, as far as comedy goes? You know, do you have anybody that you look up to uh, that you emulate yourself after? Oh, um, not re- I mean, I really relate and love Carlin. I think Leary's funny. I love Chris Farley. I mean, I like the male comics. I, I like female comics, too. Um, I like Tina Fey, um, the woman who did uh, Bridesmaids. Oh, my God, the blonde-headed girl. Don, I don't remember her name. She's hilarious. 
I think anybody who's willing to, like, just get up and be naked before a bunch of people and want to laugh through some sort of, whether it's made up or something that they actually had to deal with, I just think there's, that's admirable and there's courage in that. And anybody who does it is just amazing. I, I appreciate everybody. Well, that's definitely, that's definitely interesting. Um, I actually never heard about a comic getting up and, and doing that. But, um, <laughs> uh, well, that's how I that, feel when I get out there. I just feel, you know, completely vulnerable and uncomfortable and, you know, nervous. And I like that. I, that's why, that's where I get from doing the comedy, that, un, that unknowing. Sometimes you hit, sometimes you miss, sometimes you kill it. Sometimes, you know, you, it's, it's a fun it's a hobby for me. It's like something that just brings me out of the mundane of everyday circumstance. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Um myself I'm not one for the big stage. I've tried the whole um tryouts for modeling and, and singing. And I definitely am not cut out for the big stage. I, I get nervous. No. I want to throw up. <laughs> right. I can really, I mean, I wanted to be a stripper, but then I lost that window. No, I'm only joking. It's a joke right there. Did you get it? <laughs> you that. You said you locked that window? Yeah, I lost that time frame in that window. I lost that window of time to be able to do that. <laughs> Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> you're so funny. But um, yeah. so that's definitely, it, you know, time is of the essence. It's what you do today that counts for tomorrow. And, um, you know, we're glad that you actually came on the program today. This was a very honoring show, and I'm glad that you're here to, to advocate for other single parents. And, Thank um, you. And especially, you know, other kids that are going through, you know, difficult times, and you never know who this program is going to reach, and knowing and, and seeing what you went through, maybe these kids can look up to that and say, hey, you know, this lady made it through this hard time in her life, and maybe they can too. And, absolutely, um, absolutely. You know, it's difficult because we don't, we need to, I think, in everyday life, let everyone know that you pass, that they're worthy. Who is to say someone's not worthy? Sometimes people don't know their self-worth. They're not told that they're cute or they're smart or they're pretty or they're athletic. And some, you just have to believe in yourself. But it's great, I think, great to find the support of people who are on the same path. They may not walk the same road, but you can walk a little bit of the path. So I think that's super important to have that. Yes, absolutely. Um, I agree. Now, also, I know that you are a person of faith, and I wanted you to speak about that because I believe it's a very important um, topic personally to myself, and I really like when people share their testimony about their spirituality. Um, what can you tell us about about that in your in your life, and what would you like to share about your your spiritual experience um well it's definitely crucial to me i um 
you know, when I was pregnant, I, I went through a really rough pregnancy, and um, I just kind of sur- I surrendered. I surrendered to God, my higher power, and I basically dedicated myself and my son's life to his will, and it really helped me stay focused and just I don't pay attention to the things that I dislike or hate. I'm too focused on doing the things that I love, like the people I love and surrounding them. I didn't understand God. I mean, I've always had a relationship, but and when I became a mom and a parent myself, it was then I was like, oh, so this is what my father feels for me. It's like this unconditional love. It's just, it's awesome. It definitely helped me understand the relationship I have with my higher power becoming a parent. Yeah, I definitely can relate to that. For sure, it's um, definitely an experience. When you have that spiritual connection, it's almost hard to put into words um, the importance of it is in, in your daily life, you know. And um, yes, I mean it can it can change your life. It can it can inspire it can uh, inspire you to to do great things and uh, can bring you to a place of complete awe, also complete humbleness, and um, wow. So it's it's really good to, you know, know that there's people out there in the comic world that are, you know, I would call them enlightened and inspired, you know, through the, through the Father God. I mean, that's pretty awesome, you know. It is. It is really nice. I try to, I mean... I had a lot of anger issues growing up and rebellious issues. And, you know, my son should get it. This is a Nobel Peace Prize, you know, because it's like I'm kind, I'm mellow. I want to look at more of what I have in common with someone than what I don't have in common. I don't wish nobody ill. I mean, it's the it's not so much sharing my my words with people about my relationship with God. It's how I live my life, not, you know... <laughs> How I treat other people. I think that says what your spirituality is more than just, you know, telling people. Right, yeah. I mean, it's definitely the way we live our lives that count the most. And, and, and I agree with you. The way you treat other people, that tells you what kind of an actual spiritual person you are. Um, and, that you know, that's that's where they can tell whether it's a real thing or not, you know. And um, definitely. So that's pretty cool. I'm glad you said that because I definitely agree with you. Thank you. Now, um, as far as, you know, raising your, your family um, in faith, I mean, what, what specific type of things do you, you do as, uh, as a family to share your faith? Um, well, like I said, you know, I really did my main thing with my son, what I really love on, you know, parenting him is knowing that his character is what makes him him. I teach him, it's not your clothes, your friends, your house, it's your character. And don't let nobody take what's yours, your blessing of having a kind heart, of speaking the truth. Nobody can take that from you. I teach them, you know, bad company corrupts good character. I teach them, you know, if someone, if you can't bring out the best 
in somebody, leave them alone. If they can't bring out the best in you, leave them alone. We say grace. We go to a messianic temple on occasion. We um, we Christian church too. We pray at night, you know. And I just try to, you know, I tell them every child of God. There are two types of children of God: those who acknowledge it, accept it, and love it, and those who deny and hate it. You know, try and hang out with the ones who love it. You know, just. No, else to do. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty cool. And when you say you go to the messianic messianic temple, uh huh. Uh, can, can you explain the messianic way a little bit? What What do you mean by that um, to the audience? It's it's they it's uh, non denominational, and they pray in Jesus's name and. They still follow, they combine the New Testament with the Old Testament and traditions of old into today. Wow, that's uh, pretty cool. So you celebrate a lot of the Jewish, old Jewish holidays and stuff like that? Well, no, I really don't. I have, my family, I was, you know, my grandmother was Jewish. And, um, you know, growing up the way I did, I really didn't know what nationality I was. I didn't meet my dad until I was, like, 17, 18. And um, now that I know a little bit of what my heritage is, I try to respect it as much as possible and partake. Personally, I I have a relationship with God. It's not like if I go to church, it doesn't, you know, make me a good person or a good, you know, follower of God any more than standing in the garage makes me a car. So I try to you know, absorb what I can and, and, and test things out. Like me personally, I don't even think Christ was born in December. But I'm not going to sit here and split hairs. I have a relationship. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's, man, I'm glad you explained that because that speaks volumes. It definitely tells people about who you are and what you believe. Um, there's just so many different ways to look at God and but when you talk about the relationship that I think really the difference between religion and relationship is huge. That's huge what you just Absolutely. said. So Absolutely. And, I concur. Cool. Well um we're definitely coming towards the end of the program here. Um okay. is, is there anything else that you you know, you think is uh, that you'd like to express or, you know, talk about before we um, we depart ways here? Um, I definitely want to thank you personally, Daniel, for having me on this show. And whoever's listening, I pray blessings and discernment and wisdom over you when you parent your children. And I think when it's not about what you have in your home, it's love. It's not your house, it's your home. And it's your journey, and I wish you all the best on walking it. That's that's it. Oh, and if yeah. you can check out some comics and laugh, always laugh. Take yourself lightly. That's another. Absolutely. Um, definitely, I'd like you for you to keep us up to date on your latest work, uh, the different things you're doing, uh, your your latest accomplishments that you come up with. Especially, you know, being a, an advocate for the single parents movement, that would be 
pretty cool for the people that have somebody to uh, relate to that's actually out there doing what they love. And hopefully this will be able to inspire other people that are maybe a little gun-shy on following through with their dreams to step up and, and, you know, emulate what you're doing as well. So, But uh, I want to say thank you for joining us today on Single Parents Helping Single Parents. Uh, we definitely look forward to hearing from you again in the future, and we wish you the best of luck and uh, blessings from above. And uh, Well, thank you kindly. It's a pleasure. I'm honored to have been and to speak with you guys today. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, well, have a wonderful day, and we will talk again soon. Likewise. Bye. Bye-bye. I want to just say um, thanks for listening today. I'm Single Parents Helping Single Parents. I'm your host, Daniel Leach, and we will be posting links to Dana Lee's uh, Facebook pages, her websites, and all her social links. And I encourage you guys to check it out. Um, And also friend request her on Facebook and follow her what she's doing with her work. Uh, Again, thanks for listening to the program, and we look forward to broadcasting again in the future. God bless. Have a wonderful day.